All right, Wild Youth. I am Beth, if you haven't met me yet. Find me after service if you haven't met me yet. Yeah, keep standing. He knows what's up. <laughs> That's right. Um, okay, so there's this big thing happening like in the next couple of weeks, and I want to know who's excited about it. You guys are all going back to school, right? Yeah. Woo! That's exciting, right? <laughs> okay, there are definitely some years I was less excited about going back to school than others. But I'm excited for y'all to go back to school because I know God's going to do some really, really cool things with you guys, through you guys, all of that. Um, so many of you are going to start so many cool things um, this year, and I'm just really excited to get to walk alongside and um, grow alongside of you. But, um, so, okay. Who was here for Pastor Connor's Local Legends sermon like a month ago? I mean, yeah, Pastor Connor was here. <laughs> Anyone else? There were a few of you. Okay, cool. You guys got to start coming on the weekends because you miss out on a lot if you don't. But um, I actually probably really can't say that. I was here, but I wasn't in the room because I was taking care of the littles. Um, <laughs> so... That's also fun and amazing, but since I missed it, I was making breakfast a few weeks ago and like, I need to listen to this sermon because I haven't listened to it yet. Um, so, you know, make my protein oatmeal, all the good stuff, and I'm like, wow, okay, this is so good, and the Holy Spirit just dropped some thoughts on me, so I typed them up, and then I was like, okay, Pastor Connor, this is really exciting, and so I want to read it to you. She's like, oh. That goes really well with next month's sermon series. And I was like, thank you, Holy Spirit. <laughs> so here we are in next month's sermon series, Game Plan. And the title of my message is, It's Not About You. So it's comforting, I know. But I'm not here to keep you in your comfort zone. So buckle up. And grab your Bibles because we're going to go ahead and read our scripture, and then I'll pray, and then you can sit. Sound good? All right. I'm actually going to read it from my Bible, because I got a smaller one now, so I can do this easier. It's still actually not as easy as I kind of thought it would be, but we've got this. Okay, Philippians 2, 3, and I'm reading from the, wow, ESV. Had to think for a second because I have so many. Uh, do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. All right, so we're going to go ahead and pray. God, I thank you so much for the opportunity to come and worship you every week. I thank you for the opportunity to preach, Lord. I don't take it lightly. And God, I pray that you would just speak through me into every heart and mind. It's, it's not about me. It's about you. And I pray that you would just um, prepare every heart and mind to receive exactly what you have for them tonight. Holy Spirit, move in this place and do what only you can do. Use my willingness and just speak through me and have your way. Call us higher. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. All right. So, you can sit down now. <laughs> um, you guys listen so well. So, um, on the note of the scripture we just read, 
Um, I've talked about it before when I've been up here, but insecurity is something that I have dealt with for as long as I can remember. But it's gotten a lot better, um, thanks to God. And um, it used to be literally so bad that like, if someone across the room that I did not know looked at me funny, which could literally be like, they just blew their nose, but I didn't know that. Um, I thought the whole world hated me. So I've grown a lot, <laughs> but there's still a lot of work to be done. Um, so I thank God for the freedom that I have found already, but I'm believing and just expecting that as I continue to experience um, more, I will continue to experience more freedom as I renew my mind and grow closer to God. But I've learned the moments that it tends to hit me harder, basically any struggle hits me harder, um, when I'm tired and when I'm hungry and when I'm stressed. So when all three of those things happen together on one day, it's a lot harder to uh, not have that insecurity pop up. So just a few weeks ago, a couple weeks ago, I found myself um, just like from the moment that I like stepped away from my Bible in my apartment, um, just really struggling, super hyper aware of all of my flaws and all of the ways that I feel like I don't add up. And it was a rough day. Um, but thankfully, God has put amazing people in my life who um, don't let me stay stuck there. Um, they hear those thoughts come out of me and I don't even realize I'm saying it and they're like, mm, no, that's not okay. <laughs> that's not true. Um, they speak truth over me and essentially tell me to knock it off because sometimes I need it. So on that specific day, one of my friends um, was just, you know, speaking truth over me and um, said that I need to learn to embrace Beth. And I was like, yeah, okay. I like this. I needed to hear that. And so here I am using that in a sermon. It's cool when that happens. Pastor Jesse always does it. And I'm like, oh, I want to do that sometime. Now life stuff is in my sermon. Um, more than before, I guess. But um, those words were a powerful reminder for me that I needed to hear. Um, I will never be perfect. And that's okay. Because none of us will. We all need to learn to embrace who God made us to be because if we're constantly focused on who or what we're not, we're so inwardly focused, we miss seeing the people around us. So to take action on the commission that we've been talking about this month, go and make disciples like Pastor Connor has been preaching about, um, we got to take our eyes off of ourselves. To make disciples, we have to learn that it's not about us. We can only truly value others, like our scripture said, when we're confident in who we are and confident in our value. If we don't believe we're valuable, how can we truly acknowledge the value in others and value them above ourselves? Our insecurity or our perceived lack of value causes us to be focused solely on ourselves and our perceived lack, therefore making us incapable of loving others well and valuing them 
above ourselves. I feel like I kind of repeated that in several ways, but just want to let that sink in um, because I need to hear it over and over again. So we're not created to be self-serving. We're created to be selfless like Jesus. Um, We are here to become more like Jesus daily, which means we're here to serve others. 1 John 2, 6. Whoever says he abides in him ought to walk in the same way in which he walked. Matthew 20, 28. Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served. Okay, this is harder than I thought it was going to be. Sorry, I just couldn't open my water like I thought I could. There we go, I did it. Um, okay, so I'm going to reread that scripture real quick. Matthew 20, 28. Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. So Jesus served in more ways than I'm going to be able to tell you right now, because it's a lot. But he... Um, he made wine when they ran out of wine at an event because that um, caused other people to look at them poorly and like was very, okay, I'm not going to fully go into that. But basically when the the wine ran out of your wedding, like people were very offended. It was a big deal. So he fixed that situation for them. Um, He um, healed the blind. He actually brought people back to life. It's pretty sick. Um... He fed people who were hungry, and he died for all of you and me. I think that's probably the coolest thing he did for us. Um, So to be like Jesus, we got to serve others. We need to pray with people. The friend at school who's really struggling, don't say, oh, gosh, that sucks, I'm sorry, and walk away. Pray with them. You can do it. It's going to be maybe difficult, but you can do it. Um, We need to encourage each other. We need to pick up a shift for a friend at work if they have an emergency come up and they need someone to cover it. You got time? Do it. To hold the door for someone behind you. That may seem really small, but I kid you not, it's a way bigger deal than you think. Just do it, especially for older people. Like... Wow, Um, I'm essentially saying I'm old. Yep. I meant like really old people, but I appreciate it too. And it's a big deal. (laughs) Okay, so do that. Serving Kids Church, got to plug that in because I oversee that and I need all y'all to come love on the babes. Olivia can tell you it's a good time. Several others too. Ellie. I'm not going to remember every single one of you right now because I'm on the spot, but y'all are amazing, and I appreciate you. Um, Yeah. And then um, one of the most important would be tell people about Jesus because they need to hear. So what is it that holds you back from serving, from living out the Great Commission? It might not be insecurity for you. Maybe it's shame. Maybe someone did something to you or you did something to someone and you're just hanging on to it and you don't want to let go because it is hard. But maybe because you're so focused on that and you're just holding on so tightly, the people around you are walking by broken and hurting and you're not seeing them because you're so focused on that shame. 
when you could just let it go? Maybe it's busyness. Holla from all the people who are working on saying no. Okay, I figured it'd be more of you, but I'm okay with that. I'm embracing it. I'm getting better every day. It's easier said than done. But maybe you're just so focused about all of the things that are on your list. Go to school. Play soccer. I don't know. Um, This math test. Uh, Go to work. Go take care of your siblings after school. Whatever it is, maybe you're just so focused on all of those good things that you're just in the mode and you don't think, you don't stop to think about the people around you, again, who are broken and hurting and need you to pay attention. Maybe it's fear. I think that's a pretty common one. You see someone and you're like, oh my goodness, her hair looks amazing. I wonder how she made that happen. Maybe that's also just me because I don't know how to curl my hair. So every time people have amazing hair, I'm like, but I've gotten to the point where I can tell them. So that's good. But maybe you're like, oh, I don't know. Don't think I can say that. I have no idea who this person is. What if they think I'm a creep? Or maybe it's that dude has got cool shoes. I don't know how boys think, but I'm trying. Um, And maybe you're like, oh, I should, I should totally ask him where he got those. Those are sick. But you're like, Ugh, he's totally going to think I'm weird. Nope, I'm not asking. You know, that stuff literally builds people up. So maybe it's the more serious stuff like, oh, that person's crying over there. And I could totally go ask them if I could pray with them or just ask them what's up. But that seems a little too scary. I think I'll just not do that. Maybe it's unforgiveness. Maybe someone who hurt you um, that doesn't know Jesus yet, um, they hurt you so bad that you're not letting go. Because again, that's hard. And uh, maybe you're the person that God has planned to tell that person about Jesus. And because you're holding on to that unforgiveness, you're not seeing them and you're definitely not telling them about Jesus. Whatever it is for you, it's not a surprise to God. He already knows. And he has the power and wants to help you overcome it. You just have to ask him and then be obedient to whatever he says to do next. So your insecurity, shame, busyness, fear, unforgiveness, whatever it is, is going to hold you hostage until you call on the Lord to set you free. Would you rather stay captive or be willing to get uncomfortable and find freedom? I was actually reading in my devotional the other day, and um, it's just always funny when you're, like, preparing something and things just randomly come to you. Um, It's actually really helpful. But this devotional said, is it better to stay captive than have your flesh challenged? And that was pretty powerful, I thought. Um, it's when we walk confidently in who God created us to be that we're able to truly see others, to be tuned into the Holy Spirit's prompting and make an impact in the lives of others. This is making me very thirsty. Sorry. Thank you. (laughs) Um, In being called to go and make disciples, we must be in a place where we're capable 
valuing others above ourselves. If we're caught up in our own lack, focused solely on ourselves, we're not well positioned to make disciples. If you aren't even noticing the people around you, you're definitely not making disciples out of them. We've got to get over ourselves and realize it's not about us if we're going to do the work God commissioned us to do. The disciples could have come up with some pretty valid excuses as to why they couldn't be used by God, couldn't um, step into the commission that he gave them, the same one he gave us. Um, For example, Matthew was a tax collector. Tax collectors aren't popular now, but they really weren't popular then. Like, literally no one liked them because they were just not, not the most fun people. There's a lot of reasons, but people didn't like Matthew. He could have said, uh, you know that people don't like me, right? Uh, no one wants anything to do with me. They can't see beyond what I do. Or maybe with Andrew, he was a fisherman. And back then, fishermen were seen as disgusting and gross. Um, So he could have said, "Um, you do know people think I'm dirty and gross, right? You really think that, like, you know, I can talk to them? I'm just a fisherman. But neither one of them, or the rest, I'm not telling you all of them, but... Um, There are 10 more. And they all could have had excuses. But they didn't use those excuses. They went immediately with Jesus. If they could set aside their excuses, we can set ours aside as well. We don't go in our own strength, and neither did they. We go in the strength of the Lord. So a couple weeks ago when Pastor Connor um, preached, I think it was two weeks ago, it might have been last week, kind of running together a little bit, Um, she referenced Pastor Rob's sermon, and it was one that stuck with me as well. Um, His, I can't think of the word I'm looking for, but like his description, I guess, of um, an event that's going to happen. that's talked about in the Bible, where there's two lines, and there's goats and sheep, and the one line is going to an eternity in hell, and one line is going to an eternity in heaven. And when he said that, it really, really stuck with me, and it's just kind of like come back up over and over and over again, Um, especially right now that we're talking about going and making disciples. Um, I lost my spot. So, um, it's obviously more powerful when you hear it initially, but I want all of you right now to think of someone you know that doesn't know Jesus. And I want you to take a minute, like literally think about someone that you love that doesn't know Jesus. Keep them in your mind. Picture them. Maybe it's a friend. Maybe it's a family member or a classmate or a teacher or a coach. 
Does everyone have their one person in mind? I'm sure there's more than one, but try to like just focus on one right now. Um, not very many of you answered me. Okay, thank you. Um, so that one person, picture yourself headed off to eternity in heaven. You turn around. What? Oof. My best friend. My cousin. My coach. My mom. Whoever it is for you. You turn around and you see them. They're going to hell. And you didn't tell them about Jesus. We need to treat every day like it could be our last opportunity to tell people about Jesus because we don't know. You've got to have an urgency. It's, it's not a game, though we are talking about a game plan. This isn't a game. It's a big deal. <laughs> There's going to be a, a day when you can't say, I'll do it tomorrow. You, you won't have that opportunity again. Let that sink in. As we break up into our small groups, our big idea that I want everyone to be thinking about is obviously what I just said, but this is a big idea for small groups. Are you finding yourself more inwardly focused or others focused, whether intentionally or unintentionally? 